Hey guys, welcome to the Kevin and Fred show. My name is Kevin Kaufman. I'm your host. And I just want to say thank you for taking some time out to listen with us this week. Do me a favor. If you don't mind, before we get to today's guest, head on over to ratethispodcast.com. That is ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA. That stands for next level agents. Ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA and leave us a review or just go to any podcast player that you prefer and uh, look us up, The Kevin and Fred Show, and please leave us a review. That is the best way to support our efforts here in the show. All right, let's get to today's episode. All right, guys, we're back on The Kevin and Fred Show. And uh, as always, I'm your host, Kevin Kaufman, but joined by Fred of Kevin and Fred. Welcome, a, welcome to the podcast, dude. Am I a guest or a co-host at this stage in our podcast? Uh... By title, you're a co-host. In real life, I think you're a guest. I don't. I don't feel, even know exactly. I don't how it feel works. like a guest right now. I don't feel very welcome. Okay, then you're a co-host. I'm not going to make you feel welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. As you figured out already, uh, we're going to do something a little bit different this week than what we normally do. You want to? You want to tee that up for them, Fred? Oh, sure. I mean, since Mr. Co-host, I'd love to. I'd love to. Welcome to the Kevin and Fred Show. Uh, yeah, so today, Kevin, we are going to discuss our business partnership. I feel like we should actually have like a mediator here in the room with us or maybe a, or a therapist, a therapist, or perhaps a, an actual host teeing us up with questions. But, you know, a common question that you and I get asked very frequently, actually, yeah. is how in the hell have the two of you remained partners for this long? And by this long, I mean 14 plus years. You know, it, you know, what's funny is uh, obviously you, for those of you who don't know, Fred and I started our business back in the short sale days and we taught short sales all around the country as well. We taught a lot of agents how to do short sales. And so for years, we just got questions after question after question about short sales. Um, but then I don't know, it must've been somewhere around 2014 or 15 forward every, every year I know I would at least get a handful of calls. I'm sure you did too from somebody I didn't even know going like, so I was talking to my broker or I was talking to this person who works at the region of my brokerage and blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking about partnering with this other person. And they said, you know, I think you should do some homework before you do that. And the only person you should call Kevin Kaufman and Fred Weaver because they're the only ones I know that are not, they're not related. They're not married to each other. It's not not married to each other. Yeah. For want to be really clear about you that. You want to be clear about that? Yeah. Okay. So call call them and find out what they think or what's worked for them because they're the only ones I know that are not related, that are actually have a longstanding business partnership. Yeah. In and fact, so some, those calls happen a lot. In fact, some of our friends actually joke around and say, like, it's almost as if you two are married to each other because you're the only partnership that we can think of that has lasted this long. That's not like a married couple running a real estate team together. Yeah. Partnership. Or passed down through generations or something like some sort of family tie. Right. Yeah. So we, we get that call fairly often. Um, and it, it's funny. I always feel like the advice that you and I give is the advice that nobody wants to take because it's kind of the not fun stuff that you have to think like, really, you have to think about what happens if this doesn't work out. And, uh, I just, I, Granted, we kind of, we walked, you and I walked into that sort of gingerly, I think, coming from experiences where maybe we were in quasi partnership or partnership with people, but it really wasn't that equal. And so we were both real hesitant. Do we have sound effects on this podcast? Yes. Do you have anything that would sound like story time? Like, you know, we just showed up at the library and like we're. That's story time? 
No, that's, but it's the only one that I have memorized. <laughs> okay, there's story time for okay. you. Okay, so I think we're going to enter story time right now okay. because I think that without the context and the story of how we started our partnership, we couldn't possibly begin to explain or yeah. suggest to anybody out there who might be listening right now how they should start their partnership. Yep. So enter story time. Let's do it. Do you want to start that off or would you like me to? Uh, I really need you for the details, like the, the months, the dates, the years, the people's names, the uh, the major milestones and events. They're all kind of blurry to me. All right. So it was either June or July of 2007. And um, you literally, so for perspective, I've now been licensed at that point for about, I don't know, 45 days, had a real estate license. And uh, you invited me to meet you at a coffee shop. Uh, in Mesa, it was called Seattle's best, if I'm not mistaken. And I should have known something was up cause you don't like coffee. In fact, I don't think you've ever had coffee to this day in your life. Um, and I should have known something was up, but I was like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll come in with you and talk about real estate. Cause you know, I've got a real estate license now and I'm, I'm on my very first transaction. So, uh, what do you want to talk about that? I remember that meeting. I'm sure you do too. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I just love how you remember it was Seattle's best coffee. Well, because I liked their coffee, and we don't have any more of their shops. I think it was here. like a Borders bookstore or it was. something. It was. I do remember I'm that. I'm surprised you remember that. Yeah. Wow. Congrats to me, huh? Okay. So before we talk about that meeting, let's back up a couple steps before that okay. as well. So you and I, I think people deserve to know how we know each other, how we initially met. Yeah. Obviously, we Would know like each other because for the last 14 years of our lives, we've had to see each other way too often. But um, we Way met because um, I went to school with your wife back in elementary school. Yeah. I like to say second grade. She likes to correct me and say third grade. We'll assume she's right because my details on these kind of things is pretty off. So in third grade, I went to uh, school with your wife, Trisha. I mean, it's impressive that you know it's elementary school. So, yeah, we'll go with her. I'm doing pretty good With here. her answer there. And I, rem I remember <laughs> we went to Applebee's. Um, and oh, you mean the meeting where I said, can I finally meet your boyfriend? And she was like, no, over and over and over again. So yeah. I finally got her to introduce you to me. Yeah. And that, that, so that was definitely, we're going to compete here for a second on who gets to land the most jokes. Just so everyone out there listening is clear. Well, a good portion of these people have had the unfortunate chance to watch us teach. So they've seen that and they're expecting it already. Um, but I, I remember because I was not in real estate, so this was this was either oh, oh man was this oh four or oh five, and I remember, <laughs> I think the way you would tell it is Trisha. I nervously got up and left the table because she had to go to the bathroom. This and was after we ordered one of those like awesome blossoms or whatever, is that what they have? It was was that I've never been to Applebee's in I like think, a decade. I, don't, I haven't been to Applebee's probably since that day. <laughs> um, this uh, episode sponsored by. I think that was Chili's, by the way. With oh, okay. The, All right. The awesome Blossom. Sorry. Uh, at any rate, you and I then, I, we started talking about real estate. I was interested in it. I didn't know anything about real estate at the time. You were actually already licensed, if I remember correctly, and maybe for not that long, but you were licensed. This meeting had to have been early 05. Anyway, the meeting happened because I was really close to your wife for many, many years, from elementary school all the way through college. And I was very judgmental about the people that she dated. Hopefully she won't listen to this. You actually could just say it's very judgmental. I was very judgmental, period. I'll add in the, about the people she dated. So she hid you from me for a long time. I think she was concerned or worried that we would hate each other or like each other too much. She didn't know which. 
finally she got up from the table at that yeah. said dinner and went to the restroom and we started talking about real estate. Yeah. And um, now I never talk to your wife and I have to see you almost every day. No, you, it's not true. I still like your wife. I do talk. You to actually her. get to see you see her and you know on vacation. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, uh, th that's how we met. Right. And uh, we connected over real estate. I was licensed. I want to say that was early 05 because I got licensed in super late 04. Yeah. And um, anyhow, yeah, we struck up a conversation. So fast forward a couple of years, you get a real estate license. And I say, Kevin, you should come over to my really super awesome brokerage, Century 21. Sorry, any Century 21 so agents out there. Like Nothing wrong with Century 21, mind you, but it's not necessarily like we're not really gold jacket kind of guys. So uh, anyway, you came over, you interviewed with my brokerage and several others, and yeah. you eventually went to? I went to Keller Williams, mm -hmm. yeah, after interviewing probably six or eh, seven or eight different brokerages. And we know who was the better recruiter back then because you told me, hey, you should come check out Keller Williams, and I signed up for Keller Williams. <laughs> yeah, which is funny, I though. couldn't get you to but Century 21. To, to the, what's funny is you were like, you really should talk to my broker. He's great, and he was, by the way. He's probably a great broker. Um, Holly from New yeah, York. And, but, the, but the reality was is I ended up then going to KW, and I think I, I told you why, and you sounded interested in it. And I was like, yeah, you should probably talk to them. I'm not sure I did anything other than that. Um, I might have given our team leader, your phone number or the other way around. And I guess I recruited you to KW without even knowing it. Yeah. So while all the, the reason I want to give context around that is because while all that's going on, um, you join Keller Williams and enter into a business partnership. And I happen to already have a business partnership. My business partnership is in the real estate investment space, if yeah. you will. Um, also known as the speculative buy and hope it goes up in value and sell it before the market goes down. Good business strategy. didn't wasn't a really good strategy back then. Anyhow, um, we both had come out of business partnerships that we'll just say we both felt like we carried maybe uh, an unfair share of the load relative to our ownership percentage in said companies. That would be the nicest, most fairest way to say that. I, I think maybe what, what's also worth pointing out, though, now is while that happened, um, we were both, like when we first, like the Seattle's Best meeting, we were both still in those partnerships. Yes. Um, and we, we ended up doing a couple transactions together. Um, I'll, I'll give some details and you can fill in what you want. But you, were, you said to me that day, like, listen, I've got these listings. There's this thing called a short sale. Uh, which is where you the bank uh, is owed one dollar amount and the value of the home is less than that. And so I've got all these people that are underwater on their homes uh, and I'm gonna help them sell it. But here's the deal. I don't know if the bank I don't know who's gonna pay us. I don't know if the, the my clients don't have any money to pay me and I don't know if the bank will pay us. Do you want to help me? And in my first true test of stupidity, I just said yes. Clearly, I will help. Yeah, why not? I mean, I got a real estate license. I got nothing better to do. Well, I failed. I posted some ads to Craigslist. <laughs> I said, does anybody want to help me with a short sale? Pay range is $0 because I have no idea how we're going to get paid on this. And no one responded to my ads. So then I decided to go to coffee. Yeah. yeah. At least that's the part of the story I like to tell myself. So, yeah. So we went to coffee that day. And I was um, getting married, going on a honeymoon a couple months from then. And I said, uh, want to help me out with these short sales. And uh, we had a friend at the time that uh, 
was, I think, encouraging us actually to talk and see if there was any sort of way to maybe help each other. I don't remember what Mark's role was in that. I, I don't remember that particular part. Here's what I do know. Um, I remember by first, you kind of took over your listings, if you will, while you got married and went on your honeymoon. And I, I remember uh, negotiate. I got a, we got an offer on one of your listings. Green Tree was the lender, weren't they? Or was uh, that? No, this one was EMC. Oh, EMC. Um, oh. Which is literally the easiest short sell I'd done out of the next thousand or whatever. That w- The first one was literally the easiest. But I remember doing the short sale. And then we, we did a few other transactions. Some worked, some not so well. But fast forward six, seven months. It's January of 08 now. And you and I go to lunch with, with who you were referring to, our buddy Mark. And Mark is... He's, he's a licensed agent, but he's got a full-time job doing something else. And he's got a huge network and he's talking to us about maybe, um, just generating business and finding a team he can refer those deals to. And you and I were both kind of like, dude, what, what do you mean finding a team to refer? Why wouldn't you just refer them to us? We will do, we're, we're the only ones who know how to do short sales anyways. So why don't you just refer them to us? And that is then where we led to the first conversation, we didn't even call it a partnership of like, would it be, could we start working together and find a way to help each other? Because this is hard. Yeah. So step back from story time for a minute and point out that we were not trying to create a business or really even a partnership. We were both trying to not have to go get real J-O-B-S's, okay, real jobs. And we had the thought and idea that perhaps if we shared an office together, we might learn from one another and or it might be easier than getting beat up by banks at home all day long on the phone and or perhaps it would just be a little more motivating to show up and do some work every day. So we entered the relationship not as a let's form a business together, but rather as a let's basically collaborate, though that wasn't the word we would have used at the time. Yeah, like let's try to help each other survive in real estate, right? I also think it's worth pointing out we'd both – um, after those first couple short sales, we had both, um, still been selling real estate, mostly short sales. Your brother was working for you part-time doing some, I'd call it administrative assistant work for you. Uh, as, and when I realized he could do that, I asked him to help me with some of that as well. So we're sort of both, um, partially employing your brother to help us out on paperwork type things with our listings and real estate transactions. I think to employ somebody, you actually have to pay them to use that word though, don't you? Uh, like there was like a promise of payment in well, the- when we finally actually officially offered him a job, like so that so go back to that day at Mangos was the name of the restaurant in Mesa, um, where we start that conversation with Mark, and then you and I realized like, oh, maybe there's something more here. Maybe we could, maybe we could find a way to help each other out. Maybe even we could share an office, uh, because when you're doing short sales, for those of you who never had the pleasure, uh, you get to talk to some of the stupidest people on the planet some of the meanest people on the planet who answer the phone working for those companies. And like, it's hard. You're getting hung up on, yelled at all day long. And so you and I had the idea of like, well, what if we actually just sat in the same room? So that way you feel like there's a little more power in numbers. Yeah, absolutely. And as you mentioned, we hired my brother who was a musician. So he was used to not making money. Right. And he put our lock boxes on and did some of our paperwork. He, he faxed using our MCI, um, calling card. I remember that remember calling that, card. Remember that calling card. I think it's still in my desk. You it's have like it somewhere. a memento. It is. Somewhere it's hidden in my desk. Um yeah, so okay. So let's let's fast forward. So we enter this partnership, so to speak, not really trying to partner with one another, but rather just trying to help each other out, trying to survive yeah. real estate. 
we quickly get into the relationship. We start sharing some expenses. We we rent an office from our Keller yeah. Williams office or from our Keller Williams sister office, more accurately. Yep. Um, there's nobody in the building, so we kind of like, you know, start racing to work every day to see who can get there first <laughs> and get on the phones with the banks on the East Coast first, and we're making phone calls and things like that. And I don't know, I don't think more than 30 to 45 days goes by before one day you say, I'm going to be in a little bit late today. I'm going to attend a short sale class at our Keller Williams Market Center. That's how I recall it. I'm not sure it was that far in. It might have been the first or second week. Um, It's within the first 30 or 45 days. Yeah. So, and I think it's also worth noting at this point, you and I have both exited or started working on the exit of those business partnerships that we were both in prior to that where we, it wasn't equitable. At least the work wasn't equitable, right? Um, So we're free agents, so to speak, at this point, and we're now going to help each other by sharing the cost of an office, maybe sharing the cost of your brother's help, um, and just see what happens, see if we can make something happen. And yeah, so I go to the short sale class. For perspective, it is February of 2008, and as far as real estate is going, especially in the Phoenix market, the world is coming to an end. Like it is falling apart. Nobody knows what's going. I remember I walk in this training room, which normally comfortably held 45, 50 people. There's at least 70 people in this room. There's this guy who was teaching. I will not say his name out loud because of what I'm about to say, who was teaching the class who, and it was accredited class. And everyone's like, Oh my gosh, so-and-so is the teacher. He's such a great facilitator. And so I got there early, actually was one of the lucky people who got a seat and the first words out of his mouth when class started was, don't do shorts. And this is a short sale class. The very first words he utters are, the short, don't do short sales. They're bad for your business. Come on, can we at least get his first name? No. Uh, first initial, initial C. C. That's all I'm going to say. So he says that short sales are bad for your business. Don't do short sales. They're bad for your business. For the next three hours, the class went downhill from there. I mean, it was it was a tr- it was the worst class I'd ever gone to in my life. I think he thought it was the worst class too, because it went downhill for him. How many oh, times did. did you raise your hand that day? 20, 30 times. I was that guy <laughs> because you and I had already both closed some short sales. We were in the process of working on a lot more. So I had this I had this working experience of what was true about doing a short sale. And this guy was teaching about something he might have learned in the eighties from like the the. Uh, Savings and loans. Savings and loan crisis, right, in the RTC days. 14 years of working together, you can complete each other's sentences. Awkward. Um, And so I raised my hand probably what felt like every five minutes to contradict what he had just said because he was wrong. He was, the guy was flat wrong. Like he he was so wrong, he couldn't be more wrong if he tried. In fact, had he tried to be wrong, he would have been, he would have been at least somewhat accurate. But that's how bad he was. And I remember I came back to the office that day and I looked at you and Mark was there. I don't even know why, why Mark was there, but I told you guys that, right? I came in and I, I think I just said, I'm like, I just went to the dumbest class of all time. And so I can't, you guys aren't going to believe what I just heard. Yeah. And um, Mark being full of ideas at all times, some of them amazing, at as all he times. will tell you. Yes. And some of them absolutely some terrible. Of them, some of them okay? terrible. But he's always full of ideas. And that's what you love about Mark. Yep. Like there's no shortage of creativity. So Mark throws out an idea that I honestly don't know to this day if it was amazing or terrible. We just ran with it. We just said yes. <laughs> I love you, Mark. It was amazing. He said, you guys need to start teaching classes on short sales. And we looked at each other and it was sort of like, what? Why would we do that? What? Who would come? Like, what would be the benefit of that? And 
So again, Mark ever the promoter of said terrible or amazing ideas. Yeah. Went into telling us why we should, should teach classes. Yeah. He called it red flag marketing. Um, and he, what the point is fast forward. He, he talked us into teaching classes. And so we said, Oh, okay, we'll, we'll teach a short sale class. Let, let's do that. Um, so we, we don't need to go into all the details yeah. of that other than to tell you the first class was amazing. I think four people were in attendance, myself, Kevin, my brother. I don't even think Mark showed up for his amazing idea. And one guest wandered in. I have no idea how he found us. They're just looking for water. Just, just wandered in. So yeah. we taught a 90-minute class to uh, amongst the four of us. But I think this one person that wandered in happened to come back the next time we did it because yep. we were smart enough to decide to do it again. Who wouldn't after the, you know, the great... Uh, attendance we had on the first class and uh, brought a few more people with them and surely, but whatever, what do you know? Right. Yeah. Eventually a hundred plus people would start coming to these classes. But so the point of that, why we bring that into the equation, right. Is to say that this was when you and I were faced with the first decision of going, we may have to partner up. Why do I say that? Well, we started teaching these short sale classes and people came to them and had one of two ahas typically. <laughs> yep. One was geez, you guys are doing great at this. Thank you for the tips and advice. And they went back and implemented some of what we taught, taught them. The second aha was, geez, you guys are great at this. I never want to touch a short sale again. Can I refer you the business? Will you take care of my short sale? And so that was the moment in time when it was no longer you had some business and I had some business and we were sharing an office, helping each other with each other's separate business. Yeah. But it was now we're generating business together. Yeah. And I think it's also worth noting, and I don't remember the exact sequence of events, but at one point, because of the, the, the way we uh, exited previous business partnerships, you and I were both determined to not to ever be the person again, who had to carry the responsibility on their shoulders um, of other people who weren't carrying their weight. And so we had come up with a, basically a solution to, Hey, I, we're going to help each other with each other's short sale listings. I remember specifically we got in my car, we drove to Yuma that day to have the best Mexican food on the planet. Mr. Hold G's. on. You're just kind of like, you're just kind of nonchalantly saying we hopped in a car from Phoenix, Arizona to drive three and a half hours yeah. to Yuma, Arizona to eat lunch at a Mexican food restaurant. That's first of all, we've done that very nonchalantly multiple times, not just to Yuma, but like to some place to go get good Mexican food. Right. We just took ourselves out of the environment. We weren't that smart to realize that's what we were doing in the moment, but we got out of our environment to talk about the business because I believe like? on that drive, by then we had already done at least a short sale class, I think. Uh, maybe not, but... I don't at, remember, to be honest okay. with you. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that because I think there was a conversation on that drive of like, we're now creating business together, which in my yeah. mind means the classes had to have already been going. Um, and we also have our own separate business. So we're now like... Like, how do we share this revenue? We're, we, at that time, we were already splitting our office 50-50. Yep. And I think we were basically splitting my brother's time and expense 50-50. Uh, but well, maybe, we, hadn't, we hadn't paid him, but yes. Okay, well, we'd we agreed, we'd to, agreed to that. We probably had split the MCI card, you know, 50-50. Right. Uh, but at some level, we yeah, we got in the car and we went for a long drive. And uh, that was a pretty defining drive. Not like... In the moment, did we were like, oh, man, we're going to build something great. This is going to be huge. It was more of like, all right, do we really want to go into business with each other? Like we're about we're now generating business together, having come out of partnerships that, again, weren't so awesome, weren't as awesome as we would have liked them to be. And so how do we avoid some of the pitfalls that were learned in the past partnerships um, 
and create a new partnership together? And do we want to do that? Number one and number two, how, how would we do it in a healthy manner? Yeah. Um, and so we literally had a conversation about, let's look at all the listings we both already have and how are we going to compensate each other on these? Because I had already brought them in and you, or you had brought them in. So, um, what was that going to look like? And then what would we do about the stuff that comes in because of the things that you and I were now doing, which is effectively teaching classes, right? Correct. Correct. Um, and I, I remember in that moment, there were some numbers talked about and et cetera, but really what was talked about was how do we sort of defensively or defensively, if that's a word, D-E-F-E-N-S-I-B-L-Y. That's a word. I just don't know if you're using it correctly. I don't either, but it sounded really good in my head. How do we like defensively build this partnership, but prevent you, Kevin Kaufman, from taking advantage of me, Fred Weaver, or me, Fred Weaver, taking right. advantage of you, Kevin Kaufman, meaning that I think we were smart enough in the moment to realize some of this came from your past partnership. This is probably where this one was most, most learned, was that he who generates the business is creating a lot of the revenue and therefore should probably, if you're be out generating the other partner, should probably be rewarded for that. Right. While administrative functions and duties are important and do need to be done, those can typically be hired out at a lesser expense than sales or lead generation or revenue generating activities and functions. So true. And so I don't know if you'd like me to continue going down this path or if we should maybe just hit the timeout button and say that there's probably going to be a part two to this podcast where we dive in to actually sharing with you how we set up our business initially, yeah. how we defensively, it's probably a terrible word, I'm probably continuing to use it incorrectly, but how we set things up to guard against taking advantage of one another um, and guard against the partnership blowing up over one person feeling like they were a bigger part of the business than the other. Yep. And then how we over time sort of walked that same structure that we created day one back and then how we operate today and some of the things that we've done in our partnership to protect ourselves, not only for the business we do today, but also for things that could happen in the future. Yeah. Uh, now that you've said that, I feel like this might be more like three parts. Oh, but this just turned into a three-part yeah, series? Might, maybe four, but for certain there's going to be a, a part two where we'll dive into those details. And But now we've set the context, right? We've set the tone for... Here's what now we, we call group 4610 and a lot of other things at this point too, but oh, we this gotta, was the very got to tell the story about how we came up with the name. People have to be wondering that. All right. So it's right around the same time frame. So, it, so it, it's, we can add that here. We'll end on that. So I'm not saying this is a great story, by the way. I just know everybody out there wants to know, how did you land on group 4610? Yeah. Uh, and would you change it? Yes. Yeah, I would totally change it. Um, the here, here's the long story short. We ran out of for sale signs. There was no more that had my name on it. There was no more that had your name on it. I looked at you one day and I said, we need more for sale signs. I do not want my name and phone number on the sign. Would you like them to be all yours? And you said, no chance. And so I said, well, we should, I guess we should think of a team name or something. And uh, you said, yeah, we should. So I remember I went home that night and I thought of different names and we, I landed on group 4610 or some phrase from 4610 because Mark, the gentleman who we've now referenced a few times had, I, I'm not going to go into the deep story. We should just get him on, on the podcast one time to talk about where part four, 
where this came from, but he had had this thing from Isaiah 46.10, and his interpretation of it was think with the end in mind or begin with the end in mind. And you and I, having done short sales already at this point, realized that if you did things a certain way at the very beginning of the listing and the very beginning of the negotiation with a bank, you could really set things up at the end, you know, six, seven, eight, nine months later, two years later, when you actually got to the point where you could close that short sale transaction. And so I came up with three or four really bad names. And one of those names, uh, and the fifth one was group 4610. And I remember you and Mark both said, that's, that's it. You guys got, Mark was like, you guys got to go with that. And you're like, this is definitely the one. And so we went with group 4610 because for us, it meant begin with the end in mind or think with the end in mind. Yeah. I always tell people that the begin with the end in mind real estate team was a little wordy. It was. So you, you had to cut it down. Yeah. Yeah. So we cut it down group 4610. There you go. All right. So uh, come back next week and we'll share uh, part two. Part two, we'll actually talk about the economics and the structure of how we shared income early on and how that evolved over time. Uh, And I have a feeling that one of the other questions we get a lot is like, do you guys do the same stuff? Do you divide and conquer? Who does what roles? I think we should talk a little bit about the evolution of that because I think that has evolved just as the sharing of income has evolved. Yeah, no doubt. All right, guys, so come back next week and uh, we'll talk about that on the Kevin and Fred show. Thanks so much for having me on here as a guest, and I'm so excited I get to come back next week. You're welcome, Fred, of Kevin and Fred, of the Kevin and Fred Show. All right, guys, see you next week. Did you enjoy today's podcast? Join the Kevin and Fred community, part of EXP Realty, and partner with us today. You'll get free access to live trainings two or more times a month, live events and in-person masterminds, digital downloads to help you run and scale your business, and much, much more. To learn more and join our community, visit kevinandfred.com slash contact and contact us today. Not ready to join our community? No problem. Continue enjoying all this great content on our podcast for free.